Wait, I don't see it. it's recording. It's recording. I'm a... Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, there it's... it is. Sweet, 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 there it is. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? They're making their lists, checking them twice, gonna find out whose drafts, naughty or nice. The Santa Siblings Christmas Movie Draft is starting right now. Let's do it. I'm Ian. I'm James. And uh, now that I'm done humiliating myself, let's talk about Christmas movies and our guests, of course, our wives. It's all about family at this time. So here's my lovely wife, Emily. Hi. Nice to be here again. Back again. She was with us on our family uh, movie draft, and she's back for Christmas movie draft. And my lovely wife, Sarah. Hi. He wasn't told that there's a video recording this. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. <laughs> and of course, my dogs also in the background. Yeah, I'm not out there to tame them, so. Right. All oh, right. Well. So Jamie, let's talk about what makes a Christmas movie real quick, and then we can decide who goes first. Well, this is a great matter of debate. Um, of course, it usually starts off with discussions of whether or not Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. Um, but I think we're going to be uh, charitable with our definitions of Christmas movies, um, whether or not they hold to a Christmas theme or something we usually consider uh, thematically around Christmas, um, you know, whether it's the importance of family or uh, the true meaning of Christmas. We'll, we'll take the fact that it's primarily set in the Christmas time of year and that kind of makes it, it makes it kind of a point in the movie because um, that tends to be what all the lists of Christmas movies are doing now on the interwebs anyway. So that's what we should be going for. Yeah, we actually just watched Die Hard. Die, Die, Die Hard. We just watched Die Hard. Emily, first time? Yeah. All right. It was, I, was, I haven't seen it in a long disclaimer, time. Disclaimer, I was wrapping gifts yeah. while I watched it, so I don't know if I got the entire what? gist of it. Well, it, it ends with, Christmas music, so it has to be a Christmas movie, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Jamie, how are you going to decide who goes first? The usual. Your categories game, I think. Okay, well, I didn't bring those with me, so one sec. I'm horrible at that game. So am I, <laughs> but I actually end up winning often enough. <laughs> We're back. Well, I'm back. Y'all never left. All right, and... We are going to do, we just did him. So we're going to do Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny Depp. All right. Johnny Depp films. Uh, Sarah, you are our first time guest. You go first. Name oh, a Johnny oh, Depp movie. That's wonderful. I probably only know one. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, to me? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Is that the second one? I guess so. Number two. I'm, I'm going to go with 
because I don't know all the names of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I'm going to go with Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm out. Um, Okay, Edward Scissorhands. That was mine. That was mine. Um, He's in so many movies. The Murder on the Orient Express. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, no more. The Rum rum Diaries. Uh, The Journalist. No, The Tourist. That's the one I was thinking of. The Tourist. Mm. Oh, you're lucky. He's in so much, but I can't think of any more. Okay. I'm I'm going with uh, Blow. And I'm going with I'm out. I can't think of one. <laughs> did you have more, Ian? There's like 18,000. Yeah. I know, but did you know in your mind? Yeah, Secret Window. That was uh, the one I was thinking of when I said the journalist. And then I went, no, the tourist, because that's also one. All the, all right. on Stranger Tides, the, all the Jack Sparrow movies. Yeah. All right. So. Jack Sparrow. All right, so I go first. Yeah, well, we're going to do Snake Draft, so. If you're last first round, then you're first this round. So it's Ian, Jamie, Emily, Sarah, and then we'll reverse that order going through. All right. All right. Let's get into round one. Round one. And I'm not big on Christmas movies, but I love this movie. It's, you know, it is my number one pick is 1993's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. I hate that. I have a feeling I'm going to talk about Tim Burton a lot during this episode, so I'll start with Nightmare Before Christmas, his multi-holiday stop-motion musical masterpiece, and I love it, top to bottom. Ultimately, this film's about being who you are and not trying to make yourself into something you're not. This film's about acceptance. Um, it's filled with some of the greatest character designs of all time, including Jack Skellington, who's just this iconic character. Um, also, awesome, awesome music, musical numbers. And uh, Tim Burton says this is a Hollywood ha- Halloween movie, but he's also very aware of the effect that he, setting a film during Christmas has. So this is... So such a timeless film because you can watch it multiple times a year, I think. Fair enough. Um, I like, I feel like this movie kind of has a little bit for everyone. Like if you like a little horror, you know, there's some scary type factors. Uh, There's music. So if you like musicals, there's some humor. If you like funny movies and of course, holiday movies. So Santa's Claus. I think it's got a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sarah? Uh, I mean, I feel like my eight-year-old would be in agreement with that top pick, so <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think that's his favorite Christmas movie, but uh, so I just recently started watching it, but yeah, I agree. I think it's great. I think um, it's got a lot uh, for everybody, so good pick. Jamie, you don't like this movie? Nah, it's never been one that I particularly like. I, I, it's taken me a really long time to like 
gel with the musicals and some musicals just stick on me and some just don't. And it's not like I hate it. It's just, I don't care for it. And it's not a Tim Burton thing because I like some of Tim Burton's works, but I don't like all of them. It's just, it's weird. It's got a factor to it that just not unappealing. It doesn't repel me, but it just doesn't engage me very much. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jamie, it's your turn. All right. So anybody who knows me can probably tell you that my number one pick is going to be Home Alone, 1990. Um, it's It was hitting my family movie draft list, and it's number one here. Uh, and I think we're going to retire the film uh, from drafting after this. Um, but it's just, it's such a fun film. It's most people have seen it. It gets a good, a good amount of play during Christmas time. Um, you know, it's that central theme. It's focused around the importance of family. And um, even though, you know, we might not feel like uh, being around family sometimes, you know, or that they're more of a pain in the butt uh, than they're worth. But um, it kind of puts some of those feelings that we all often have uh, in perspective. And I really like that about it. Yep. Love the movie. Awesome. Macaulay Culkin. What more can you say? I, I don't know. I, I guess because it, I mean, it's not really an excuse that it came out right not long after I was born, but Probably before this you were is born. not one that me and my family watched much. I don't know why. Like, I've seen it, but it wasn't a normal one for me. House full of girls, Emily. I, yeah, this, this exactly. is a little boy's fantasy of like <laughs> just creating booby yeah. traps to kill the bad guys. You know, I think that's one of the things that has a lot to do with. I don't mean that's to age true. or anything, but Emily, this came out before you were born. Okay, so, but I mean, I have movies on my list that came out before I was born. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this one because I'm a mom. <laughs> I don't know. I just when I watch it, I'm like, how could she leave? her kid and that's like what I think about sometimes I'm like I mean I I totally get why like little boys and like I, you love it but I'm <laughs> they have like t 10 million kids so yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't make my top list but I definitely watch it every year anyway so I actually haven't seen this movie in a long time but it is Home Alone 2 Lost in New York also set during Christmas? I think so. Yes, yes yeah. it is. Oh, so it's draftable, that, all right. That's actually, um, when we were watching Your Son, that's the movie, the first movie he requested that I put on, was yeah. the second one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess he likes that one more. I think it's the Tim Curry character, because he's like, I know that guy, I saw him in something else. <laughs> it was, um, we were watching The Three Musketeers, where he played, oh. Tim Curry plays uh, Cardinal Richelieu, and he was like, I know him, where's, Home Alone too, and it was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a good era. So, all right, Emily, you are next. My turn. Okay, so last time I was on, we did the family draft, and I hate to draft this one again because I drafted it in the family movie draft, but I, I can't not do it. My number one Christmas movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. I have to watch it every Christmas Eve before I go to bed. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to. 1946, Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed, straight at PG. I think it teaches you what's important in life and you see the main character realize that. So I don't know, I talked about it already. 
Um, so if you guys want to say anything, if you didn't hear me talk about it, go and listen to the family movie yeah, draft. Hit, hit up the archive. But one of the things that we did do is we connected Home Alone and It's a Wonderful Life because they play It's a Wonderful Life in Home Alone. It's in French, um, the, the clips that they play. But it, it touches on the same themes, but kind of has a little bit of a reversal and where he's there, you know, he's got all this good family that he just doesn't see and he wants to kind of remove himself from the picture and you know we have you know the more selfish version in in uh kevin's character in home alone where he's like i want everybody else gone because <laughs> yeah. i just want to be about myself but it's still all those selfish motives and then realizing that the love of family is yeah key yeah and i just want to last time we talked about it i i said that uh George Bailey, the main character in the movie, he uh, attempts suicide, he, he, or he contemplates suicide. Yeah. And in the film, he actually attempts. He jumps in off a bridge into the water. Uh, and this just, sh I mean, it needs, it, it should be talked about. The holidays are a rough time for a lot of people and all the suicide rates go up for, for this. And I hate to be a downer, but this movie, I think tackles what the, uh, the theme of it is what life would look like how if, yeah, how else. it affects what life would look like if you weren't around anymore, if you were not a thing. And I think that uh, just is super relevant still, still to this day. This movie is what? 1946. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, this movie is made right after World War II ended. So right. you know, it's still incredibly, incredibly relevant. Well, because it, it talks about the human condition and that, yeah. that makes films that tend toward more towards human condition, humanity, um, you know, problems that we've always had, that, that tends to be ones that last uh, and are so timeless. So, all right, Sarah, your pick. Okay, so this was, I feel like this was really hard for me because it's my first time coming on here and also I'm not as big of a movie buff as everyone else on here, so. <laughs> Uh, my list is uh, probably different than everyone else's, but I tried to pick movies that I like have to or really, really want to watch every year. So um, my pick is <laughs> probably more children geared, but um, my top pick actually is Polar Express, the Polar Express. I knew it. I know. <laughs> um, and I went back and forth on this, but I every year like when it becomes christmas season i want to watch polar express and i think it's just so magical like it gets me in the christmas spirit it's the animations and you know seeing all of um interactions and um i you know i just recently found i think tom hanks plays like yeah. five or six different characters oh, wow. on the <laughs> polar express um so it's it's really neat um and then also so, you know, we, we did go on one of the Polar Express outings uh, with our son and it was just, it was just a really cool experience um, in person as well to kind of do that with him. So that's my number one pick. Yeah, this, this is another one that like, I was not really a fan of. I didn't have as much of a aversion to it, but having been made to sit down and watch it, like, for a few years now, I kind of go, okay, I see, I see the, the 
the magic that you're you're talking about in it. And I, it's not my favorite Christmas movie, but it's um, it does have that kind of sense of wonder. And some of the things that bother me about it when I didn't have kids, um, it was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. This plot point doesn't, you know, like whatever. And then when you watch it and you kind of put yourself in the shoes of the kids, like it's not supposed to make sense. This whole thing doesn't make sense. That's not the point. I haven't seen it. I, I don't think I've seen it all the way through either. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's streaming. Maybe we should watch it. <laughs> yeah, how, do y'all have it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'd be down. All right, let's head into round two. Round two. And it's Sarah's turn taking her number two movie. Okay, that that caught me a little off guard. Um, (laughs) So, okay, I'm going to go with the, the movie that I watched the most after Polar Express. I don't know, Jamie, do you know what this is? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that. Do you want me to like guess on the air? Yeah, wrong? yeah, great. I think it's Elf. <laughs> yeah, it no! is. No! Both of our number twos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have just taken a number one. I don't feel like I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas would have wheeled yeah. around to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, and I like I struggled with it because I was thinking like. I don't know, going after um, Emily and then choosing Elf, like, I don't know. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I love Elf. I think it's a great movie. I think it brings the magic of Christmas to, um, you know, the real world and adults. And I love that about the movie. Uh, and of course, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell does great um, in the movie. So yeah, I don't, I'm sure you guys probably could give a better synopsis than me, but I also love that it's in New York City. So I love so many things about this movie. And I probably usually, I usually put it on on day two of like our Christmas festivities. So. Yeah. Sit on the um, throne of lies. <laughs> so I was, I, I've been having like Christmas stuff on while I'm doing some work. And there's this show on Netflix called, um, the, the movies that made us is that what yeah, it was started off with the toys that made us and okay. they did the movies that made us and now well, they did the christmas movies that made ha- us yeah oh. and so the the first or one of the first ones is on elf i actually didn't even finish watching it yet because then ian got off work but um it talks about how elf is so heavily influenced by the claymation rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and so that's not shocking to me that i love elf so much because i love rudolph the red-nosed reindeer so much too so yeah, that would have been my second pick for sure. John Favreau is the director, and he's gotten a lot of praise right now. And doing he brought the MCU to life with Iron Man one and two, and now he's doing his thing with Mandalorian. He's just incredible. He's just an incredible creative force, and I think this movie is no exception. And Zoe Deschanel is a relatively fresh face at the time. She's great. So uh, was Will Ferrell. He had well, Will, no, Will Ferrell's been around for a while. No, well, on the he, show I was watching, it says that he hadn't been a star of a movie yet. Uh, well, so no one wanted. So well, he was on Saturday Night Live. Is, yeah, but, but that, he hadn't broken out. Not yet. a star of a movie. Okay. And wait, he's on Night in the Roxbury. Anyway, yeah, but that wasn't big. That anyway. was a Saturday Night Live based movie. That was like I know, a movie I know. based on the skit. So, but this is, I think you. 
we want to talk about how great Will Ferrell is in it, but I feel like this is one of his funniest movies. And For so, sure. Yeah. Maybe it all went downhill from there. So. <laughs> or maybe it was the writing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But I, I heard well, John Favreau and he didn't get along. That's not necessarily surprising. I mean, you got two guys who are pretty, you know, think they John, think they know what they're doing and they both pretty well do. So that's not too surprising that had that happened. But one of the things you mentioned about it being heavily influenced by the claymation uh, stories, you know, the Christmas ones that we're, we're so familiar with, the TV specials, um, those are adventure stories. And John Favreau, he can tell you some cool adventure stories. So I think that really kind of plays in to what you're what you've got going here. So I I, I love it. This one is is one that I, I originally didn't like. Um, like I, it was one that I just didn't want to watch. Um, but I absolutely fell in love with the film and just having like okay, fine, I'm going to sit down and begrudgingly watch it. It was excellent. Love it. I want to see yeah. it every year. Will Ferrell actually did a. Uh podcast episode with uh, Dax Shepard on his podcast and he talked about going to see this in a theater and there was just these little kids going like oh my god I love him so much like just screaming out loud in the theater about he's just a lovable character and it's just great to see I mean everybody gravitates this towards this you know like you know I'm a 30 year old 31 year old hetero male and I'm just like I love him I love Buddy I love Buddy the Elf great character all right so we're at Emily number two all right so that was my number two so I gotta move okay so new number two for me well I just mentioned it uh Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964 Uh, the claymation um made for tv well, I didn't know that. At the, I know, think it was anyway. Could be it could have been, but I wasn't born till way later. Um, so I'm used to watching it. I'm sure it came on TV still, or we got well, the VHS most, something. Most Christmas movies do get caught on TV. That's yeah. Kind of, that's so, where they make the money. I'd like to watch it again. I don't know how, how to watch it again, but it's I probably going to come on CBS all the time. I just love Rudolph and. Yeah, I mean the claymation things are. It's just really classics. different and cool, and yeah, I think it embodies Christmas. I mean, it's not just a movie set during Christmas time. It is about very iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Well, it created an iconic character in Rudolph. It's interesting to see how like TV has changed because I remember like flipping through the channels and I would find that and like watch it, but now. We have Netflix and Hulu, so I don't flip mm-hmm. the channels as often anymore. Well, I know that's true. One. It's this one and Frosty the Snowman, right? Yeah, I watched I watch Frosty a lot, and then also I think it's called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. I think that was but the one with Jack also Frost. Also, claymation. Yeah, which yeah. is the one with like Heat Miser and? I think that was that one. The Santa Wait, Claus is Coming the, to Town. Huh? Yeah, okay, yeah, so that was a claymation too. So I loved all of those growing up. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So that's my number two pick. Nice. Jamie. All right. My number two pick. This one's a slightly obscure, but um, it's really one of the most powerful ones. It's uh, Joyeux Noel from 2005. It's, um, it's really one of the most powerful Christmas films I have ever seen. 
Um, it's one that really gets overlooked because it's technically a French film, although it does have English dialogue as well as German dialogue in it because it is based on true events that happened during World War I where um, French and British allies, specifically it's a Scottish unit, which of course, you know, I have to love. <laughs> um, they held a temporary and unofficial truce with the Germans on the Western Front. Um, so like this is, you know, World War I, no man's land, trench warfare. It's in the middle of Christmas. Um, and um, they find that, uh, you know, they don't want to kill each other at Christmas time. And it's one of those weird things where it kind of shows the power of Christmas as a motivation for peace. Um, and it kind of acts as the occasion to demonstrate common ground between enemies. Um, and it's, it's really an absolutely beautiful, beautiful film. Um, I can't think of any of the actors in it except for Diane Kruger, who is the, um, oh. the woman from uh, National Treasure. Where Troy. She, oh, in Troy. Helen. Yeah, she plays Helen of Troy uh, in Troy. Um, so, and she sings this version, I think it's in German, because she's, she's like a, I think she's a German, like opera singer in the film. And um, she's like some, somehow is like smuggled to the front to entertain the, the soldiers, the German soldiers. But she sings this, um, this version of Silent Night, I think, I think, that, or no, maybe Ave Maria actually um, in the film. And it is just so beautiful because she's standing in the middle of no man's land. Um, with soldiers, Germans, French, British soldiers who've been killing each other. And it's just like, it's just so powerful. So this is one I know a lot of people haven't seen, but um, you really should. Uh, Joyeux Noël. Is it available anywhere to stream or? I don't know. I bought the DVD so long ago. So talk to your remote. It should pull it up for you. <laughs> right. Never seen it, obviously. Me either. All right. Watch party. <laughs> we'll oh, it's watch my turn. Express first, though, right? Right. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, so it's my turn. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Your second pick. My second pick. And I'm going Tim Burton again. And he got to go full Tim Burton in this second at bat. Get it? Yes. <laughs> it's Batman Returns from 1992. Uh, I remember loving this movie. I remember like getting wrapping paper years and years and years with Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman oh my gosh, from our aunt. So she, just, <laughs> she had so much of this wrapping paper, or she recycled it, one of the two. I'm not sure. I think she but, got so much of it. Right. I just remember being obsessed with this movie. And it's, if Christmas is this sort of vibe, this movie definitely has this Christmas vibe along with this living, breathing, gothic, Gotham City that Tim Burton just goes, like I said, it goes full Tim Burton on it. And uh, yeah, people might say that's not a proper Christmas movie, but if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so is this. So I'll, uh, I'll argue that. And I think this is the better Tim Burton Batman movie. Oh, okay. I was about to say better than Die Hard. I don't know. Um, well, I took it before Die Hard, so 
Fair enough. I mean, I don't see it as a Christmas movie, but one of the things, the aesthetic, the Tim Burton aesthetic, and it's almost like, you know, everybody associates Tim Burton with the creepy. And obviously I agree. Um, I think my, my first Tim Burton film was Edward Scissorhands. Um, and that I, I, you, even as a child, you know, I picked up on the, the aesthetic, but one of the things that it kind of does really work well with is Christmas. It's kind of a subversion of like the Christmas decorations where it's all very whimsical and there's these intricate curls and curls within curls. I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like everything's a little bit gaudy at Christmas time and, mm -hmm. and, and beautiful, but Tim Burton's like, yeah, let's make it gaudy, but let's make it a little bit more creepy. And so I'm, I'm, I like it. I'm down with it. So yeah. aesthetically, I, I'm, I'm with it. Sure thing. Nothing to say. No. No input. It's not a Batman I would choose. Well, it's the only one that takes place during Christmas. Okay. All right. Sarah? I, yeah, I didn't know that was up for grabs, but good for you. <laughs> DC fanboy. She took, he took one of yours, huh, Sarah? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at now? Who's turning? It's you again. Oh, it's me again. Round three. Round three. Let's go to round three. And it's me again. And I have a knock knock joke for you. So knock knock. Who's there? Tim Burton. Oh my gosh. All five. Tim Burton again. Christmas movie again. It's Edward Scissorhands. You just talked about it. This movie is 100% a Christmas movie, and let me tell you why. I can never remember, but okay. These are, you have a weird list. <laughs> I said he hated it. Christmas movies, so like, okay, well, he's look, gonna subvert, this, he's gonna subvert expectations like Ryan. Look, look, I talked about it with Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton says it's a Halloween movie, but he's very well aware how setting a film during Christmas works and what it does. It makes a film timeless. People will come to this movie over and over and over and over again every year. And that's what I feel like Edward Scissorhands should be because it is a classic. It is a masterpiece if talking Tim Burton, this is his best movie. And I know I took two other Tim Burton movies before maybe because they're more Christmassy, but this has all the themes. It's about, you know, okay. It's about, you know, family and acceptance, like, like the other one, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, this movie is exactly what I want. It's a movie that can stand on its own merit without using Christmas time as a crutch. And of course, this centers on the lonely and the downtrodden Edward Scissorhands, the boy with scissors for hands. And I think usually, the central themes of a Christmas movie are love, kindness, goodwill towards all mankind, Santa Claus, the birth of a savior, Jesus Christ. And with that being said, I think almost all of that is here in this movie. Throughout the first half, Edward's like loved, loved and accepted. And then the second half of the movie, we get to the Christmas part where he's being rejected. He's being accused falsely of things that he didn't do. And he's, you know, it turns that whole Christmas theme of love and joy and acceptance and, you know, goodwill toward, towards all mankind. It turns it upside down. 
and it, it shows that, you know, this downtrodden character is, uh, I lost myself. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, don't forget that, that that's actually part of the Christmas story, because if you, after the, the birth of Christ, what happens, and we have King right. Herod going and killing all the firstborn. So, um, you know, that whole idea, you know, because Jesus, Mary, and Joseph have to flee to Egypt to, to escape. So, I mean, there is a, there is a, the violent theme in the Christmas story. And that is well, certainly part of the Christmas story. And it's certainly part of this. You have this sort of miraculous birth of this character who mm -hmm. by the inventor who is no longer, he dies, you know, off screen. And I mean, it's in one of the first scenes, he, she, the woman, when she comes to his house, she sees his little cut cutouts of all the things that he's missing on the outside of the world. And one of them is Mary, holding baby Jesus. And mm. I think this, uh, I mean, this movie is just beautiful. It's like he's, he's unparalleled when it comes to stylistic thing, like just, you were talking about it, curls within curls. And I mean, just awesome stuff. And I love this movie and Johnny Depp absolutely kills it as Edward Scissorhands. I don't think I've seen this movie. Is it, what's it, what's it rated? <laughs> Bag. It's like PG. Probably PG, but I could be wrong. We watched it as kids. I mean, that doesn't say much because I was know. terrified at like I was terrified at the beginning of this movie every time because it's very, very creepy and eerie. The house is very gothic looking in the middle of this very like cookie cutter, colorful neighborhood. Um, it yeah, is rated the, PG thirteen, okay. starring Win Winona Ryder and Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's got the it's got the monsters thing going on there. Right. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I yeah, I haven't seen it. So now I'm interested. I'm gonna have to go watch it. Yeah, it's I'm, all, I'm interested yeah. after your your analysis there to rewatch it because I have not seen it in over I would say two decades for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's now my dog Indy's pick apparently. <laughs> Airbud. Just, Airbud. <laughs> Wait, that's not a Christmas. Santa Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> no. Um, so. Is, who, is it? Back oh, it's mine. Jamie. I'm Back sorry. Jamie. All right. Well, third then, round. Third round. So I am going to go um, with another pick I've drafted before, Gremlins, 1984. Um, great horror comedy. You uh, stole one from me. Good. Jacked. Uh, it doesn't delve heavily into Christmassy thing, uh, themes, but it does sound some. Uh, the biggest one is, you know, Phoebe Cates' character has to give a detailed explanation of why she hates Christmas so much. And, um, you know, it has to do with her dad trying to be Santa Claus and um, coming down the chimney and he got stuck and they thought that he left and ran out on him and, or something like that, but it ends up dying in there. And, uh, you know, so that's why she hates Christmas. And it kind of makes you think of, okay, well, you know, for Christmas, sometimes for some people, you know, Christmas is not a time where things are happy and, hunky-dory kind of like you were talking about before Ian and the, and then with gremlins and people are actually literally being murdered and you know there's all this this chaos and it's it's done tongue-in-cheek it's not meant to be a, a straight horror film um but it's it kind of it does touch on some of these things and ultimately though it, it kind of has a hopeful tinge to it um 
because you know they they fight back and they they do what they need to do to to save Christmas for this little town. Um, but it, it's stylistically, it's just a fun film. It's a Chris Columbus. Um, so you know, yeah, you know, I see your face. Yeah, it's a it's a Chris Columbus film. Um, he did the first Harry Potter treatment as well. So it's got a, it's got a good story telling type vibe got a little oh, he's, whimsy he's the writer okay oh okay i thought he yeah. directed it no some some other guy did joe dante and produced by steven spielberg yeah and you drafted so. this one already on your horror movie draft so it's yeah. now retired uh, retired all right yeah you stole this movie from me let's start it from us but yeah, I, I mean, this movie's great. I, I would watch it more if. Uh... I was terrified of this. Movie oh yeah, as a child. absolutely. So was I. <laughs> Everyone was. Nobody <laughs> liked these little gremlins because they turned. They they started off so cute, right? I had a Furby too, but I was terrified of gremlins. I don't know how that makes well, sense. With with everything about Grogu slash Baby Yoda um, in the Mandalorian, you need to rewatch. Spoilers. You, come on. You always do spoilers. <laughs> if you yeah, need to watch related, <laughs> oblique me out then. <laughs> you should have just said Grogu, no. not even Baby Yoda. No one would know what you're talking about. Exactly. Okay, well, bleep out the other part. Um, anyway, so with the Baby Yoda thing, though, I think people need to go back and watch Gremlins and be like, dude, plagiarism. Just change up the homework a little bit so it doesn't look like you copied. Right. All right. I feel like we should just get together and watch all these movies. Probably. Yeah, since we have so much time. Yeah. In the world. Yep. All right. So, Emily, it's your turn. All right. So, round three, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, my number three pick is not something my husband enjoys, but I think it's hilarious. And it is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 with Jim Carrey. Yes, <laughs> you stole it. Uh, I, I watch it, I, I think I watch it every year. I, I usually put it on while I'm wrapping presents. I don't know why, but uh, I just think it's hilarious. I don't know. He cracks me up. There's so many scenes where I'm, I forget about it. And I, like one scene he's, get, like he's trying on clothes and he's like, ooh, ah that's it. I'm not going. And I just die laughing. I don't know. I just think it's so enjoyable. And of course it has a great message behind it. So that's my pick. Yeah. When he steals all the uh, Christmas presents and then like the little girl has like the Christmas magic and you realize like, that's not what, what Christmas is about. It gets me every year. Yeah. I love that movie. I think we need to make our, our son watch it, Sarah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I'm sure he's watched it. It's yeah. just, he's been all about the presents. Oh. He didn't even, so um, yeah, his, his letter to Santa was just a list. <laughs> he didn't even like play with the nice that he's just, this is what I want. <laughs> it was a checklist. <laughs> Yeah, we got to work on that. Did he put like boxes to put checks next to him? Check yes or no. It, it might have just been bullet like bullets, <laughs> but yeah. Did he want a cell phone? No, no he knows better than that. Yeah, didn't make it this year. <laughs> All right. Yep. So that's mine. Now it's Sarah's. Or, no, fourth. Yeah, third pick. Yeah, third pick, and then ah. fourth pick. 
No, I get two in a row. Okay, I'm ready this time. Um, okay, so since Emily stole the one that I was going to choose, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with my next pick, which we actually recently watched. Um, and this was one that I liked growing up as well. Um, it actually kind of scared me. Uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, <laughs> jacked. I'm kind Got of him. embarrassed that it scared me, but um, we were watching it the other day and the Marley and Marley part came on, like the ghosts or whatever. And I remember being so scared of them. <laughs> and I was watching it. I was thinking, I can't, like, I don't know what I was, I don't know what was going through my head, but um, yeah, I love this movie and just recently watching it again this year. It, you know, it has such so many great themes in it. Um, and, you know, it makes, it puts it in, I guess it puts Christmas in a perspective and just kind of uh, reminds you what's important about the season. And so um, I really, yeah, I really love it. So that's my pick three. And one of the things about it that I really love is um, what one, what, other than Michael Caine as Scrooge, because I love Michael Caine and almost everything he does. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a bad Michael Caine film that I, Nothing I can comes to mind, but um, the the fact that they can do the Muppets and include the Muppets and so cleverly just change a few things to have the Muppets there, it's still a very faithful retelling of Charles's Charles Dickens' story. And so I, I just think it's it's brilliantly done. Um, but then again, I love the Muppets and always have and always will. I mean, that's, they're an amazing franchise to me. Yep. I have a question. Did, do you think this is the best telling of the story or the most enjoyable one to watch? I mean, per personally, I do, because that's just, it's the one I watch uh, the most, but um, I know there are other ones. I know they just, didn't they, we started watching the the creepy one recently. Oh, the Jim FX's version. Yeah. <laughs> I know Jim Carrey has one. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, no. That the one that Jim Carrey was in was like a CGI one, which I didn't care for as much. Um, this, what is this thing on FX? Yeah, it's it's one. I can't remember the the name of the guy who plays Scrooge. He plays uh, the the villain in Iron Man three. Um, but it's it's Ben it's Kingsley. Yeah. No, 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 no. The 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 real one, not the oh, Guy the, Pierce. Yeah, um, and I, see, I know that having you around, Ian, I can just do that, and you know the names of people. Um, but he's he's really good. It's really dark. It's a really dark. We started watching it thinking that it would be okay to watch with Skyler because it was like, ooh, a creepier version, and it was like, no. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not watching this. <laughs> it's yeah. for adults. Yeah, yeah. definitely not kid friendly. But I want to check that out. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Everything on FX is on Hulu because it's all owned by Disney now. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, oh yes. Round it's four? we're headed into the fourth round. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Round four. So uh, for my fourth pick, I'm going to choose something that actually came out. Uh, well, I'm not sure because it says 2019, but uh, I watched it this year. So 
Um, it's a Netflix original and, um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought you were about to take one. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So we just, we just recently watched this one. I don't know that Jamie will agree with me, but, uh, Noel. Oh yeah. I like it. Yeah. My fourth pick. Um, I, I loved that movie. I was surprised because it's, uh, Anna Kendrick stars in it. And, uh, I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did. Um, it's a really, it's a really great movie. It's basically, you know, summing the idea that, um, Christmas doesn't, or it are, the reality doesn't always match up with the expectations. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but basically she, you know, it's just following her in the spirit of Christmas. She's, um, one of, she's the daughter of Santa Claus. And so, it follows her Christmas story as she grows up um, and defines herself and, you know, kind of stops being a child and starts to come into what she, you know, is going to do for the Christmas season. And so uh, it's a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Um, yeah. So Disney that. plus that's, it's a Disney plus movie. Yeah. It is. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I <laughs> thought you were going to say the Christmas Chronicles and I was like, yeah. That yeah, that also is <laughs> somewhere on my list. But sorry about that. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're good. So many streaming services. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed Noel actually. Um, I, I think I missed a little bit of it, doing something or other um, that needed to be done. But um, I enjoyed it. It was a little predictable, but you know I don't mind that with Christmas films because yeah because it's Christmas movie you <laughs> want you want some predictability and not a lot of subversion and you know there's it's still got some a, a few twists that are that are fun um but, but it's it's definitely a fun film it does have some uh picking up some inspiration from Elf uh here and there like with the the having the fish out of water sort of thing you know somebody from the north pole comes to a modern city yeah so it's got that vibe to it um you know but that's that's it's fun it's a good fun film yeah i liked it i, I watched it last year and i thought it was enjoyable I it's, it's really it. cute like anna kendrick's character she's just like very so upbeat and it's hard not to like it because of her mm-hmm she plays both naive yet like so optimistic. Yes, optimistic. The that's the word. Yeah. Pollyanna without being obnoxious about it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it. So, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, Emily, fourth round, hit it. All right, my number four pick came out in 1994 and it is the Santa Claus. Oh, jacked. <laughs> Dude, you're getting jacked With all over Tim the place. Allen. Oh, I just love this movie so much. I I don't know. I like to say I watch it every year, but every time I watch it, I'm like surprised by things. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's just the movie or what, but I just watched it yesterday or today. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. That's like, I'm still laughing and I just love the seeing like his son just believe in him so much to where he believes in himself. And I don't know. I just love the spirit of it. And it, of course it's hilarious because it's Tim Allen. Yeah. Tim Allen's one of my favorite all time favorite comedians. Um, and 
this was like my number two film for a while. And then rewatching it recently, I was like, mm, maybe not, but there's still something about it that I love. I think one of the things I really like about it is it, it gives an interesting uh, mythos to Santa Claus of like, no, it's not the same guy. It's, it's in the suit or it's in, you know, it's like, there's other things going on here with the Christmas magic. And it's kind of a, a reimagining of some of the Christmas mythos and I'm okay with that and I enjoy it. And um, I think ultimately, you know, it's about a, it's one of those 90 films about a divorced dad trying to get custody of his kid. And, but it's, Definitely. Uh, so that, I mean, that's a definite Christmas theme of it being about family and trying to hold on to something you're, you're fearful of losing. Yeah. All right. I thought of something else I wanted to say about it, but then I forgot it already. <laughs> but, uh, eh. So I guess it wasn't that important. I can take it or leave it. I mean, I'll watch it, but it, I mean, it's one of the better Christmas movies that I'll, I'll sit through. Oh, I remember now. I like, it has adult humor in it too, even though it's PG and it's very safe for kids to watch. They, they definitely throw some adult jab, like humor jabs in there. And so it makes it enjoyable for everyone to watch, mm -hmm. not the, just the young ones. The things Tim that Allen's fly, clever. the things that fly over the kids' heads. Yeah. Right. Tim Allen's yeah. kind of clever at doing that. Um, that's one of the reasons I think I like him and have continued to over the years, you know, from home improvement onward. So, yeah. All right. So I'm at number four. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'm going to go with one that really just needs to be drafted and it's the Christmas story. 1983, Ralphie getting the Red Ryder BB gun. And then you can scrunch up your faces, but I agree. <laughs> the film gets played entirely too much and it, suffers from burnout i agree however that's not based on the merits of the film that's just based on the fact that it, it got over syndicated and they'll play it on a 24-hour loop during christmas um but it's, it's still such a classic it's funny that uh you said that because like we were we watched this recently and our son was like I was asking him what he felt about the Christmas story. And he was like, I've never seen it. And I was like, how could you not have seen this movie? <laughs> like it's everywhere. It's like plastered everywhere. And so then we had to watch it. Right. He, he enjoyed it too, though. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like for me, that's not, it's not a movie that carries like, like the humor doesn't carry to me. Right. Like we tried to watch it a couple days ago and we couldn't even get through it. Like it just wasn't entertaining to us. Mm. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not a real, it's not really a comedy so much as it is. A, it's a coming of age film, which we did a recent draft on. And, and that's not even really a fully coming of age film. It's more of an anecdotal type of, of thing of talking about your childhood and like what Christmas meant to you as a kid. Um, and it's, you can not like it, then you don't, you're not required to like a film. I know, I'm just gonna share my thought. So I just, you know how back in the day, you get the Christmas lights out and they're in this big tangled pile mm -hmm. ball mm -hmm. that's just sloppy. And I just feel like this movie is just sort of this 
big tangled ball. It's like this, the guy who wrote it or whoever, you know, the writing team just had a few good ideas and patched them together through these really awkward fade out and fade in. Like it just just doesn't, there's no real, you know, it's just like this handful of ideas strung together on these series circuit Christmas lights that are just with the only through line being a Red Ryder BB gun. And it's just, it just seems so thrown together for me well, as it, a movie, as a movie. And and in the stories that like the little, it's like they just, these little snippets of these like standalone stories that happened through this kid's life. It just feels like there's no little, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just, I just can't get into it. And that's fair. Um, but it, it, it's like that more or less because it's actually based on the writer's life. Um, so it's not, it's not got a very um, straightforward story arc with conflict and internal and external things. And like a lot of it's just this imagined kind of stuff. Um, and it's actually taken, it's, it's one portion of the novel, or I guess it's a novel, but it's based on um, this guy's experiences growing up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's definitely not a crafted story in that frame, but I think that's not why it's so popular and why it speaks to so many people. It's, it's because it's actually, it's, it's very relatable to a lot of people because it's the kinds of things that they experienced, uh, growing up in, in say the fifties, but even that it's, it's got this classic Americana kind of, of vibe to it. And so I think that's why, um, so many people identify with it and it like you're saying because it's got all these vignettes um basically these fade fade outs fade ins so each scene kind of stands on its own and that's one reason i think this is the movie that gets played on a 24-hour loop on some stations during christmas because it it's okay to just have on in the background for a lot of people it's their background christmas movie because they don't have to watch all of it straight through to complete a story. Which, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to like it. I know, I don't. All right, whose turn is it? My turn? Yeah. All right. Let us bash yours now. Let us bash yours. You're not going to bash mine because you like my movie. It's (laughs) from uh, 2019. And uh, of course, I do a little subversion. It's Shazam. Is it a stretch oh. to say this is a Christmas movie? Yeah. yeah. No way. There's how? A stretch. This takes place during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, if Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie, so is this. All the themes are here. It's about family. It's about love. It's about not just family, but finding your family. It's about found family. And I mean, it is a pretty, you know, generic superhero origin story. But I mean, it it pulls from a lot of other you know sort of things christmas movies and, and there's a big fight in the toy store and there's christmas decorations all around uh with you get some tom hanks big vibes of you know because it's about a kid who becomes an adult superhero and it's it's a it's a good christmas movie i think i think it's a good superhero movie it's a good christmas movie too. <laughs> i don't even think it's a good superhero movie <laughs> i enjoyed the movie for sure i just would have never thought of it as a Christmas movie, but I guess I would have to go back and see the Christmas vibes. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ian. I I mean, I don't, 
But that's actually actually a Christmas movie. They talk about Christmas. It's like they talk about Christmas in this central one. to the to the the setting of of it. But okay, you're trying to subvert. You said so yourself. So we're calling you on it. Don't think you're gonna do it without getting called out. Then tell me I gotta pick another movie. No, oh, wait, you can't because you haven't seen this movie enough to know that it's a Christmas movie. I All right. Saw the movie Even the once. director says it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Blow you a kiss. All right. Is it my turn again? Yeah. Yes. Pick All another right. fake Christmas movie. You're uh, say your fifth round here, right? Yeah. Let's head into the fifth round so I can take my final non-Christmas movie. Round five. Oh my gosh, he legit has a bunch of non-Christmas movies on. I know. On his list right now. And like he's he he you know, was all over the Christmas, Christmas story, and then he gets all bent out of shape when I say his movie doesn't even count. All right, well he has to pick. DC I will movies. take 2014's Krampus. If I can't have Gremlins, I want my other horror comedy. And it's gonna be Krampus, and this this movie's fun. I mean, it's 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 horror. I'm a sucker for horror, but it's also just ridiculous fun, and it it really uh, has. It, I mean, it's it's about Christmas, of course, but it really uh, smashes the Christmas movie in a, a way that I, it satisfies me. Have you guys seen this movie? I have. I know. I made you watch it. <laughs> it no, is I, scary. I, I didn't catch that it was a comedy horror when oh, I yeah. saw, watched yeah. the previews. So I was kind of like, nah, I'll pass. I mean, it's Adam Scott and the, uh, I've, now I'm forgetting the actor's name. It's uh, the other guy from uh, Anchorman, the whammy guy. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Okay. You'll, you'll need to check it out if you like horror comedies. I'm, if I'm going to watch horror, I'd rather a horror comedy than anything else. And it's a Christmas movie, like through and through. Okay, yeah, that one I buy. Oh, David Keckner. He's the uh, Todd Packer on The Office. Oh, uh, okay. And then okay. Tony Collette, who... It's a lot of horror movies. Just the one. Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. okay, Jamie, it's your fifth round. All right, well, I mean, I've got a little bit dwindled down and I've got a number that I could do, but I'm gonna go with actually the ranking order I've got on my list and that's gonna be 2004's Christmas with the Cranks. Mm. I, I only saw this a few years ago, but Tim Allen, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, do we really need to say more? It's gonna be a fun film. It's gonna be interesting with quirky characters and just, goofy comedy that is that, that it's like they stick the landing um and i i love it i love the premise it's just well done it talks about you know your responsibility to your community versus your independence and you know being left alone and you know family expectations and tradition versus making new traditions and so, I mean, as kind of some, a guy who's had a bit of, you know, upheaval in his life from time to time, you know, going with, okay, well, you know, it's okay to make new traditions. It's okay to um, let go of some things. And 
this is a movie that really kind of touches on that sort of stuff. So I guess that's why it speaks to me. So Christmas with the Cranks. I like that one. I think that's one I watch every year. I just think it's funny <laughs> and very Christmassy. Nah. We got Scrooge over here, real life Scrooge. Pass. Ebenezer in the house. Well, I just don't know. I can't. I, I just can't get. It's such a. I don't know. I can't do it. I'll watch it, but this is what I'll actually watch. But it's, it's not. Funny. It's not. It's a wonderful life. That's no. Sure. It's not supposed to be. It's a, a light-hearted, humorous take on Christmas. Ian wants Citizen Kane for all his, all his. I don't. I don't. I don't. Coming from the person who picked Batman. Right. Yeah, Batman Christmas. returns. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. He he found it on the interwebs in a Christmas movie list, so he made oh, it count. Please. <laughs> he said it could count. All right. Well, I'm in a dilemma with a bunch of actual Christmas movies, and I don't know which one to pick as my last pick. Sarah, are you, do you not have a long list and you want to go before me? <laughs> uh-uh, it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could yield my turn, right? No, nope. you yield your turn, you ended up with a top four. No. Pick a movie. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to go with one that I actually watch every year and it's most people probably wouldn't even press play because it's one of those made for TV movies and they probably think it's really stupid and cheesy, but I love it. And it's the 12 dates of Christmas. It's got, <laughs> I think Amy Smart is her name and Mark, Paul, Mark, Paul Gossler, AKA Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Yes. It was actually, it's, People probably just classify it as Hallmark movie, but it's not a Hallmark movie. It was a, it's Disney, but it was an ABC family made for TV movie. But anyway, so it came Hallmark out in 2000. Plus. Yeah, so it's like, plus. <laughs> it's like an upgrade, like Hallmark's here, this is up here. Higher um, production value. I'll probably make people mad for saying that about, but um, yeah, it came out in 2011 and I feel like I've watched it every year. It's just, it, the premise is, this girl, she gets, uh, she is knocked unconscious while shopping on Christmas Eve in the mall. And she basically, her Christmas Eve is played out over and over again. Every, each, each night at midnight, she wakes back up at, in the mall where she passed out. And it happens for 12 days. And Oh, Groundhog's um, Day. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a Groundhog Day for that, Christmas that Eve. The, the 50 Christmas. First Dates. No, 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 no. No, that's not 50 First Dates. There's the Disney Christmas. one with Huey, Dewey, and Louie where they wish it was Christmas every day. <laughs> yes, it's basically that, but she doesn't want it to be Christmas every day. She's trying to figure out how do I get this to stop, and it is, she has to notice the people in her life and try to help them, and it, in, in the end, she becomes a better person. She finds love. I don't know. It's really, I love it. It's not one it. that, yeah, it's not one that, I, it's kind of, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm like, I think people need to watch it because it's probably one that I would pass up like most Hallmark movies, but mm -hmm. it's very enjoyable. So I'd fall in love with Mark Paul Gosselaar and too. He, yeah, it's 2000. <laughs> I mean, he's very good looking in this movie. He's still good looking, not like in the new Saved by the Bell where he's really old looking, but 
he's still very attractive in this movie. So, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> ladies. Yeah. That's my pick. I'm going to go check it out later. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. All right, Sarah, it's your final pick, and our dogs are flying around the room. Okay, perfect. I did have a short list, Emily. I totally could have gone first. <laughs> um, so I did have a couple left, so it's really hard to choose, like, the last time around, but I did want to do a shout-out to my dad really fast, if he's listening, and tell him that I'm sorry that I can't, I can't choose National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, even though he made me watch it every year almost. What well, can be um, a bench warmer. Yeah. So it's it's an honorable mention. Um so I'm gonna go with for my last pick, uh I'm kind of surprised no one picked this actually because it's uh I think it was nineteen sixty something that it came out and um it's one that plays after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Pretty much every year they play it in the evening. Um, so, or, or the next day. Um, so I'm gonna go with a Charlie Brown Christmas, oh. which is- That is a good one. That's a good pick. Good. That's a steal at number five. I know, I was surprised. I thought someone would pick that for sure. But um, yeah, I love this movie. I'm kind of sad because we moved away from, you know, TV, uh, live TV. And so it's more difficult to find on streaming. So I think I need to go ahead and order it so that I can do my annual uh, bidding of watching it every year. But yeah, that Apple is TV now, I think got it this year. And I think there was a big uproar about it. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure everybody's pretty much seen it, but that's just one of those iconic ones that I just, Feel like I have to watch every year to get in the Christmas spirit so that's what I'm gonna end on. I thought you were hinting at Miracle on 34th Street. Oh yeah that's a good one too I can't believe no one chose that. Well there's still bench warmers so uh Emily let's hear two of your bench warmers. Why me? Because I said so. <laughs> what? Are you... I'll go I'll do a bench warmer. Oh, yeah because you take some Christmas movies. I'm going to yeah. do uh, 1998, or I don't know if it was 98, but Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. Yes. <laughs> I rewatched this. It's so bad. It's so and, bad. Anakin it's... Skywalker and Phil Hartman. Uh, oh, yeah. The oh, I, I just want this, this the oh, one yeah. scene that really I love so much is the uh, when, he, when Arnold calls home and Phil Hartman answers the phone eating his wife's cookies, and it's like, mmm, these cookies, and he's just like, Put the cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm taking that as my first bench warmer. I do All watch right. this one every year. It's a, it, it's just. Funny. It's turbo time. Yeah, it's just funny to watch. Um, I want to throw in then for mine. Um, Ernest saves Christmas. That's that was one I I used to watch <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean, Vern. Um, I love uh, Jim Varney. Uh, and I love, I love his, the, all the Ernest movies. Um, although I think Scared Stupid was the worst one, but, um, the Ernest, Save, Ernest Saves Christmas is probably one of my favorites. And it was one that I would watch every year. Um, usually I think I want to say on the Disney channel, but probably on another channel. I think we had it on Laserdisc. Did we? I don't know. Mm. I have it on, I have it on DVD now, so. All right, Sarah. 
Ooh, I get to throw in another one? Yeah, um, I, well, I guess you said national Just a bench one. I know, I did. No, I know. Uh, actually, I considered in um, – this was actually one of my top ones I considered at first, but then I thought it was in a Christmas movie. I didn't know about the rule. So um, the holiday. Oh, yes. That was – I was trying – that was a runner-up for number five for me. Which one's that? Yeah. It's Jack Black, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and – Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I've never seen it's, it. It's it's funny. a cute movie. It's funny and cute. It's a very yeah. good rom Christmas rom com. But it's uh, not like it's not like in your face Christmas. But it's yeah. it's like very it's like oh it's Christmas like. Yeah, I like I, I watched, watched it a lot it? when I was single and like I really identified with the Cameron Diaz character because she's like so like workaholic. And, yeah, she's a workaholic. And, <laughs> so, Jamie, you'll have to watch it. Sounds like someone. It is on Hulu because I watched it the other day. We did. Cool. Okay, so my bench one return. Yes, your bench yeah. one return. Okay, I will take because Sarah took the holiday, so I'm glad because that narrows it down for me. Ooh, this was one I just watched this year. It came out in 2019, and it's on Netflix right now. It's called Klaus. Klaus. K -L -A -U -S. Oh, that's the animated one. Yes, and it's a very, um, a very different take on how santa came to be uh so i really liked it so if cool. you haven't seen it i suggest it nice um Ian, uh, i guess you're it's me all yeah, right your, well, your last bench warmer i don't really have the, all the movies on my list are gone so okay. the last one left is iron man 3 the movie kind of sucks <laughs> but it sucks then it sucks less than the rest of the christmas movies so i'll take that Oh my gosh! Can you just add a humbug after your your <laughs> humbug? <laughs> there you no. go. I feel like he has our son's vote, like for sure. All those movies are like his are his favorite. So, but Iron Man three is kind of it's kind of like when he gets lost in the city and he finds the kid and there's like he because there's know. Christmas lights on some of the houses. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, all or, right, or I could so, take Die Hard. Yeah, I'll take Die Hard. Scratch Iron Man three. We'll take. I'll take Die Hard. Uh, okay. <laughs> a little more acceptable. Yeah, I mean this movie's fun. I mean nonstop action. Like they get right to it, and uh, you know Hans Gruber's great. There you go. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with one that isn't on a lot of the Christmas movie list, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Holiday Inn from 1942. Um, they Never. they. It's, it's a good it's a good old movie yeah it is but it's like kind of like a it's a sing dance kind of i don't remember if fred astaire or not but i think it is um but it's that kind of uh fun 40s type of film but it starts at christmas and they go through all like the major holidays and like kind of put on these events um at the holiday inn because that's like the theme and which I believe is where the hotel steals the name or bought the name um, to, to kind of from the film. And then it ends on Christmas Eve. So it kind of uses Christmas as an anchor, um, the anchor holiday that kind of brought it all out. And uh, I think it's actually where we get the song, uh, White Christmas. Isn't uh, that White Christmas? Yeah, that's from White Christmas, I thought. Uh, I thought it actually originated from this and then White Christmas comes later. So, possible. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you could. Yeah, no. Really know. Best known song from being White Christmas. The composer wrote 12 songs for the film. So says Wikipedia. But, okay, well. Anyway, yeah. 
that's that's the uh, Sarah's got one, right? I we both have one. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. Right, go ahead, Emily. Oh, I was gonna let you go first. I'm such a gentleman. Oh, um, I only had one other on my list, so okay, the only go for one it. I had on my list was the Christmas Chronicles, um, the first one. I didn't. I didn't much care for the second one, I'm going to be honest, the one that came out this year. But uh, the first one, I, I loved that one. We watched it a few times last year. Um, Skylar loved it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, 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 a great, um, it's a great story. From it, it gives a different perspective on Santa, for sure. Um, and then sure it's also does. a story. Yeah. <laughs> cool Santa. <Yeah. laughs> from uh, the kid perspective as well. And just like the older brother, you know, turning from the naughty list to the nice list. And yeah. so. Trying to cut their coping with the their first Christmas since their dad died Yeah, too. So it's like this good bonding moment between the siblings. I didn't hate this movie. I actually kind of liked it. Was it, but I didn't. was it the prison uh, musical number? Yeah, that was fun. I, 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 I wasn't even thinking of that, but yeah, I like the, I kind of like this movie. Woohoo! Woo All right, Emily, I, I, I really want bench the, warmer. Hold, hold on, with Christmas Chronicles though, there's something about it. I want this Guardians of the Galaxy crossover, <laughs> where Santa Claus is actually the planet ego. <laughs> well, oh my he's God. just like actually, you know, hold on. it broke my heart to put a tumor. It's just so, like you know. Uh, James Gunn and has signed on with Disney Plus to do a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, I did hear that. that. And we, nobody, we didn't take the Star Wars holiday special from the eighties or seventies or whatever because it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone was on the droogs. All right, Emily, go. Okay, so I'll finish out my bench warmers with probably one of the newest Christmas movies, and that's the art. Ha- Happiest season. I don't know if it's the happiest season or just happiest season, but that is on. I think it's a Hulu made made for Hulu movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Stewart, Dan Levy. That's probably the main reason I watched it because I love him. Um, but yeah, it's just it's highlighting a lesbian couple, and she's first time she's bringing someone home, and then you find out that. Her family doesn't even know that she is gay. And so it's just like this, it's very different. It's more about acceptance and love. It's kind of the, the, the guess who's, or is it look who's coming to dinner or who's coming to dinner? Something like that with the, got remade with Ashton Kutcher. Um, they re- oh. reversed roles, but it was like, it's a, it starts up with Sidney Poitier started it back in the day and it was like it's an interracial couple thing mm, yes. and it's like they did not know that she was bringing home a black man and then the, then uh the remake is zoe saldana uh, yeah and, and ashton kutcher oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think uh bernie yeah. mac plays the dad uh yeah. in that version and so it's it's that kind of uh like oh i miss bernie learning, mac learning to to blend a family well, with with different well I feel like it's more of the girl, like, that she brings, like, her family, she doesn't tell her family, she's like, this is just my roommate, and it's about her having to accept that, be yourself, like, she has to learn that she's gonna have to be herself and follow her heart, even if her family doesn't accept her for that, and she's Mm -hmm. terrified that her family won't accept her, um, 
but yeah, it's a great, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's a new, it's a new movie. So if you're looking, you want something new, um, it's good to go back to the classics, but it's always nice to add in a new movie. So yeah, Yeah, we got a few new movies in here. So yeah. And I, I do think that we're, we're getting more Christmas movies made. And I think that's one reason the Hallmark movies have been so popular, even though they're kind of tropey and cliche the same um, thing every time right but the thing is is that one romantic comedies are romantic comedies and people like them uh, guys and girls and um whether you know they'll admit it or not but the they were new movies being produced every year so even if you had an idea of what was going to happen it wasn't like re-watching the same movie over and over again and I like rewatching movies, but not everybody does. A lot of people want to hit up a new film and they want a Christmas film, but they don't want to hit up the same thing they've been watching since they were, you know, five years old. So. All right. Well, let's uh, go around and cap out or. Recap. Recap. Yeah. Just your top five. Your top five. Uh, Who? Emily or Sarah go. Mm, I'll go. I, re- I rewrote them down just in case. <laughs> uh, one was Polar Express. Two, Elf. My third pick was Noel. Uh, fourth pick was Muppets, A Christmas Carol. And fifth pick was A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a star-studded cast there. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, this is Emily. My top five was number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Number two, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Number three, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number four, The Santa Claus. And number five, 12 Dates of Christmas. Nice. All right. And my list, James, was number one, Home Alone. Number two, Joya Noel. Number three, Gremlins. Number four, The Christmas Story. And number five, Christmas with the Cranks. All right, and mine, Ian here, is number one, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Number two, Batman Returns. Number three, Edward Scissorhands. Number four, Shazam. And number five, Krampus. Nice. All right. Ian, Yeah, well, this has been our Cine Siblings movie draft with our lovely wives. Thank you, wives. As always, <laughs> shout at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Tell us why my movies aren't Christmas movies, and I'll defend myself. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we'll post the poll on uh, so you can vote on whose Christmas movies you think is the best. I think Sarah's. Emily. I think Sarah probably Emily's. has the best Christmas Emily. movies, but Me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say mine oh, lists the best. But anyway, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can watch us on YouTube. So, except me, you can't yeah. watch. Me. You can <laughs> you can see her. You can see her face. <laughs> A picture right you down there. Still vote for me. So yeah, good. That's true. Yeah, I think it's between me and Sarah. Uh, well, I think so. Okay. Well, Jamie, sign us out. This has been the Cine Siblings Podcast. I'm James. I'm Ian. I'm Emily. I'm Sarah. (laughs) And go watch a new movie. Or enjoy an old one.
Peace, love, happiness, joy on earth. Happy Merry Christmas. And Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to all. Yay. I forgot the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Oh, oh. No. Mm, Too bad. Too bad, so sad. I'm so used to it. Thanks for listening to the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cine Siblings Pod.